On this episode, we discuss Mafia Mama. Part of our series of best movies of the year. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen. And I'm Hallie Hagland. Yeah, That's right. We yeah, got a Hallie yeah. Hagland here. Surprise, <laughs> Hallie. <laughs> what were you going to say, Wait, Are you surprising Hallie or are you surprising everyone else that Hallie's I, here? We're surprising yeah, everyone Hallie, else okay. that Hallie's Hallie didn't here. Know what did you get was, me? Hallie didn't know she was going to be on the show. We're in her room now. We just woke her up. <laughs> oh, I've had <laughs> dreams like this. Nightmares. <laughs> it, it, it is kind of like we're surprising Hallie because, like, we're, Audrey and I were in the middle of watching Mafia Mama, Mama and she was texting someone who was like, would Hallie like this movie? And Audrey asked me that question. I'm like, shit, we got to get Hallie on this <laughs> on this episode because this would be a great episode for her. Hallie's what's known as a tastemaker. So last minute we contacted her. <laughs> I, and I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. Does this make up for all the bullshit movies we've made you watch? <sighs> Almost. Almost, yay! <laughs> Like the real uh, so, mafia mama, she doesn't give up praise easily. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the flop house. We watch a bad movie and talk about it, except this week when we watch Mafia Mama, a movie that has <laughs> wow. loomed large in my imagination. A movie is, that as soon as I heard about it, I'm like, is this a joke movie? This, yeah. And then this, I saw it was an actual movie. movie. When the strike started and we decided we were not going to do new movies for the duration of the strike, Stuart just kept saying, but when the strike's over, we'll do Mafia Mama, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, when we're done with the strike, we'll do Mafia Mama. It was the one movie that, The Flash, not on his cultural radar. <laughs> Mafia no. Mama was was the yes. big tentpole release. I, I was flying back from Athens, Greece, not Athens, Ohio, just to make it clear. Sure, sure. And Athens, everybody Georgia. else was watching Mafia Mama, and I had to watch <laughs> the uncut version of Infinity Pool instead. <laughs> mm. Just on my laptop Torture. with you had all to? the I mean, that's another all movie the dogs, <laughs> yeah, all of that just it's funny, sprayed out all over. It's the funny rest that of the, the main reason you wanted to watch that uh, uncensored cut is because you knew that there was an actual penis in this cut. Well, not an actual penis because I believe it was a prosthetic, but there was a penis. Uh, I'll shot. do my own research, Dan. <laughs> okay, but like it's funny that that was the main like draw of the unrated cut, but you were specifically watching it on a plane. <laughs> You're like, everyone's yeah. going to see this penis shot. I'm but. like, everyone wants, I'm like, isn't the, wasn't the theatrical cut missing this? Yeah. Didn't you need to see a big fat rope of jizz shooting <laughs> out of a prosthetic wiener? <laughs> yeah, the person Whoa, next to me. Rope. I don't know what this movie <laughs> yeah. is. So it looks so horrifying So we're talking about Mafia Mama today? Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. are we talking about I the uncut to... Infinity What's Pool? Well, let's talk more about rope jizz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm> gladly. <laughs> Are you, having trouble? Are, you, so, are you running out of just too quick? Pick up ropages. It's got the it's the it's the long strand you need. That's the that's the porn strategy. Ropages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Come like a butterfly, uh, just like a bee. Yep. No, mom, I said nerd rope, not jizz rope. Um, that's a candy. Remember? Yeah. No. My, yeah. At, at yeah. Home, one of my kids got got a nerd rope, and he's every day we're like, you can have one piece of candy. He holds that up. He goes this. One, no, that's way too big. Yeah. <laughs> well, then how will he ever eat it? 
That's, that's the catch-22 like of nerd care. rope. Yeah. yeah. They, the thing is, they never should have left Jeffrey Epstein alone with that nerd rope in a cell. Um, <laughs> they thought he was just going to eat it. That's why they left him for a while. They said, I um, can't watch this. It's going to be so sticky It's going to take gross. a long time. That nerd rope's big. <laughs> Everyone's going to hate this episode. It's a big candy. <laughs> guard, guard, can I have one piece of my Halloween candy? Which one, Jeffrey? Oh, oh no. <laughs> This is going to be the worst episode ever. Okay. Oh, I should have known when I had to stop him from tagging himself with that candy necklace last time. Right. So Mafia um, Mama, this is all relevant, right? Stuart, I wanted to ask you, what was it about Go on. Mafia Mama that so struck your fancy, like that <laughs> captured your imagination? That- well, it's, I mean, it's an alliterative title, Daniel, so okay. I think that helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I love, Same reason you liked Mama Mia. I love when, and when an actor that I consider to be, you know, like, I don't know if I'd say A-list, but an actor that I consider to be like a serious actor with a big Certainly range. Certainly A-list talent. One A-list of the talent. best yes. actors working. Yes. Who yes. takes on a role that looks like it's a movie poster from an episode of 30 Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, does, it does seem like if someone said, to, if in an episode of 30 Rock, they were like, oh yeah, that's the movie where Tony Collette's a suburban mom who inherits the mafia. You'd uh-huh. be like, yeah, that makes sense as a joke. <laughs> and it's also like, I love the idea of, um, I'm a sucker for, you know, ladies getting their groove back movies. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you, you, I feel like you're also a sucker for the kind of women that show up in mob movies. Brassy, loud-talking, <laughs> yeah. aggressive, you know? Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. All those okay. things, are, you got. You guys got me dead to rights. Book me, put <laughs> yep. me in it's jail. It's about fetishes, <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, I mean, with, I, to be fair, it's not a movie I was looking forward to, but when I found out that Monica Bellucci was in it, I was like, all right, then I'll, I'll watch this with at least a certain amount of enjoyment, you know? Well, mm-hmm. and not to tip my hand, but as I was watching it, I'm like, why am I enjoying this more than I expect? And I think it's because it is very reminiscent to me of like the sort of like, period where they were making these kinds of comedies, very high concept mm-hmm, comedies mm-hmm. that w- they would plug like a star into. And then, you know, success or failure, they would end up on HBO being played over and over again during the daylight hours. And so like, you know, I'm printed on them. You, yeah, you Dan, know, when I'm, you were watching it, you were texting us that it, give, it was giving you real nuns on the run vibes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nuns on the run, King Ralph, If mm-hmm. Looks Could Kill. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Basically yeah, some, all the best movies. There were a lot of, in the 90s, there were a lot of high cuts of comedies about someone being placed in a position that was a silly position for them to be. Yeah. Sister Act. Sister Act, mm-hmm. very much Fishes so, exactly. out of water were big in the 80s. There yeah. Were, it's, it was probably because of the gutting of, of the EPA. <laughs> yep. it, was a, it was a big environmental problem. People were taking fish out of water and just leaving them on the street. Yep. And the EPA had to step in. That's why you can go to jail for doing that. They had to raise the penalty to, to stop people Yeah, and the EPA it. shows up and you're like, I did it as a goof. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, if you do it as a joke, then it doesn't count as a crime. Look Here at that go. fish struggling to figure out how to fit in in the air. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just <laughs> <laughs> trying his gills. Those won't work. There's only a few fish out of water comedies have the same Stakes as taking a fish out of the water, which is nearly instant death. Yeah. But this was one of them. This is one of yep, yeah, this this is one many of them. Yeah, I never thought I'd see a movie with Tony Collette running from this many bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a gruesome movie, too, for what it is, but we'll get it. Shockingly it gory. Is, it is shockingly gory. You know, maybe I did like this movie. The more we talk obviously, about it. I enjoyed this movie with a hearty bowl of pasta that I made myself because mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. I like the full immersive experience. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what kind of pasta was it? 
Uh, it was cavatappi with broccoli rabe, pesto, spinach, some sun-dried tomatoes. You know, okay. Because okay. I feel like on if top. it's a real if it's a real Italian thing, they don't just say pasta. They tell you what kind it is. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're unless they say whatever. macaroni and gravy, and you're like, that's macaroni not what that is. It's spaghetti and, pa- and, and tomato sauce. What do you? Why? Why are you calling it this? Yeah. Anyway. So Coffee we mama. are introduced to uh, Kristen, played by Tony Collette. Uh, Kristen is an L.A. mom who uh, has kind of lost her mojo. She works, mm. I guess, for like a pharmaceutical company doing advertising. She's in marketing for pharmaceuticals, yeah. 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 At the most misogynistic pharmaceutical company you can imagine. They are all assholes. <laughs> Nobody respects her. They they don't take her seriously. They love uh, jet skis. I, 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 well, yeah, I want to clarify that my hearty laugh there wasn't at the misogyny. It was about remembering how they love to put jet skis in all yeah, of their— Yeah, they do love to yeah. put jet skis <laughs> Every in. Every ad had to have someone on a jet ski, yeah. yeah. Um, her son, Dominic, is going away to college in Portland. That's very far, and that's tough for her. And her husband, Paul, it's who's an aging— It's the same coast. I mean, yeah. Unless it's Portland, Maine, I guess. That's a far way to go uh, I think it's all relative, Elliot. Just like her uh, husband, <laughs> Paul, who's her relative, because he's her husband. Uh, he's an aging that, rock star. I hope he's, she's only related to her husband by marriage, because otherwise yeah. there's some problems with that relationship. I think the more significant relativity, if you will, is uh, who her great-grandfather is. But we'll get we'll to get that, that in Just a second. grandfather, right? Well, we'll get to it. Oh, grandfather. is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, her husband's an aging rock star. He's kind of a man baby, and he is also cheating on her with her son's guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. And you can tell this is a certain kind of movie because uh, she catches them having fully clothed sex. This is not a movie for the period. Yeah, heart. Elliot's mad that we don't get to see <laughs> fucking buttholes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, I just always think it's funny when characters are, at first, uh, watching, watching that scene, I had to realize like, oh wait, they're having sex right now because they were in the position for sex, but they were both wearing all of their clothes. Elliot, I will explain that sometimes it's hotter to be wearing clothes because it feels like mm-hmm. you're Another doing something fetish. a little it's bit. Like, no, yeah, but it's, it's literally hotter. You're getting so sweaty. <laughs> yeah. Hallie's eyes are lighting up when Stuart says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so no. She had opinions on it. Well, no, I was, you're going to say it feels like you're doing something naughty. And they yeah. were doing something They were doing something, something naughty. naughty. They were che- he was yeah. cheating double on his hot. wife in the same house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hot to- square. And Tony Collette is like, it's bad enough you're cheating on me, but, but fully in your clothes. In your clothes? All I can think of now Doesn't is walking chafe? around in your sweaty jeans all day after this. I can, she's how like, can I ever see you in clothes again? <laughs> yeah, and she's like, I'm probably going to have to clean the fucking cum stains out of your jeans later. Mm. The cum rope. Yep. <laughs> okay. So I don't. Want, so, I don't want that to be the running theme of this episode. Please, I don't want that to be the rope that runs through it. A rope, rope relax. Just, 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 just flow. Although you now, know, you now I'm just thinking it. about the Robert Redford movie. A cum rope runs through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, and of course, the other Robert Redford movie, Three Days of the Cum Rope. <laughs> oh God. Uh, okay. So she gets a phone call from Rome. It is a woman named Bianca, played by, that's right, Monica Bellucci. Mm-hmm. One of the most great stars. Not to and be confused with Monica Bellucci, who is, I assume Jim Belushi's wife or sister or daughter or niece. Very distant or relative. Or drag persona. Who yeah. knows? If there was a movie <laughs> yeah. with, and maybe this exists and I just don't know about it, in which case I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, uh, Contain my excitement. If there was ever a movie with Monica Bellucci and Michelle Yeoh in it, I would go bananas. That would be okay, so exciting now, to me. Alex talking like, about his fetishes now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, well, just like I feel like they are two, they're two kind of like world class stars of international film. You know, yeah. of, of a foreign film who have made it in the United States. And I want to see them in a movie now. Maybe it's The Mob versus uh, I don't know a Hong Kong cop. 
As long as they can be buddies, I want them to be buddies. Eventually, they'll be buddies, yes, and perhaps more. Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll be buddies, but I I feel like Monica Bellucci cannot— Okay. She cannot do a scene where it doesn't feel like she's about to make out with you. Like yeah, she well, always, we'll talk about one of yeah. those later on. They're, yeah, I they're, kept thinking her. Yeah, yeah. She's she's she because she's got a certain um, uh, intense amour feeling to her. Yeah. Okay. So uh, oh, that's amore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice the scene where the the moon hit her eye like a big piece of eye? <laughs> that's actually not amore. That's abuse. I did if the moon hits that. you in the eye, that is abuse, and you should not have to accept it. And you can stay at my apartment tonight. <laughs> I thought I'd fallen asleep though after watching this and Moonfall and just combined the mo- movies yeah. together. Now, here's mm-hmm. the question: When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, do big pizza pies routinely hit you in the eyes? <laughs> I just fucking realized that's, that's what, what Moonstruck my means. Me. <laughs> well, yeah, the Moonstruck. So yeah, discoveries. Because they're, they're okay. well, Moonstruck is more of a mania, like a love mania that the moon causes, right? Mm, and a werewolf. Okay. <laughs> because okay. Nicolas Cage is kind of a werewolf in that movie. You know yeah. what? I yes, never paid attention to the like. I was always thinking it was about getting hit with a pizza. Uh-huh. <laughs> Until now. Yeah. We're all yeah. learning stuff today, guys. Yeah. That's why uh, you proposed to your husband by throwing a pizza at his face. Yeah. <laughs> you said, that's a more bitch. Is. Deal with it. <laughs> this is what love is. No, eat it. <laughs> in your clothes. <laughs> So, Stuart, uh, what does she learn? Tony Collette's character. Tony Collette learns that her (laughs) grandfather has passed away and that she needs to go to Rome to settle the estate, like, right now. She needs to get on a plane right now, and that's a long flight. Uh, But she's resistant. She has a conversation (laughs) with her friend Jenny, who's a lawyer, when they're at, like, a boxing class. And this is where we learn— Self-defense class. It's like self-defense fitness, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And this is where we learn— Kristen's overriding want goal mission in this movie. If and this that is a musical, she'd sing a song about it. Summarized as eat, pray, fuck. And if you guys know me, anything about me, you know this is my credo as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yes, I, the, the pray part? The credo. <laughs> Elliot, my church, it's the gym. Prayer for me, <laughs> pushing plates, baby. <laughs> so, pushing uh, plates. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a pushing ten sequel. That's, <laughs> but it's about these, being a waiter. I don't, <laughs> work, I don't work with airplanes anymore. I work with t- I work as a waiter at a restaurant now. I I want to ask something about like this this self defense thing. Was it just me or like it sort of gets paid off later in the movie? It very much yeah, gets paid off. Yeah, it does. Well, with the completely. Like, when, the, when she uses the, what she learned to defend herself. Yeah. When, hold on. When she the, you mean with the stiletto heel? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. But I I kept expecting there'd be a more specific part where the like taking the gun away paid off. And she it, does it like multiple times. Kind, yeah, but not Dan, the way not every shown movie is karate in the kid. movie. Not every movie not, does the move I have to match she up. She was exactly. like saying the same thing. Yeah. How does that not, you know? I thought that look, maybe I'm crazy. I thought that it pays off clumsily because it is not it does not look enough like like I I expect in visual language for it to like be a mirror if this is going to be like a payoff gag. But Dan, I, but, I never thought I was going to say this. I think you are holding Mafia Mama to a higher standard of sophistication okay. than it needs to be held to. All right, all right. It was Fair also enough. doing a lot of heavy lifting in that scene. Yes, yeah, that's a true. Ton. It was already an homage to single white female. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Now uh, in this boxing scene. Uh, Tony Collette is doing very bad punches. And I think, and she, at this point, 
It's like one of the things I love about this movie is how Tony Collette is like fully committed to exactly what this movie is. At this point, she is like super goofy and silly and like her voice oh yeah, for this great. is perfect. The accent she's using is perfect for it. Yeah, she she's two thumbs up. Okay, mm-hmm. so she flies to Rome at the airport in Rome. She bumps into Lorenzo, a sexy Italian gentleman who we learn later is recently divorced, and he gets her phone number. Uh, she also meets her drivers. Dante and Aldo, who give very good comedic performances throughout this entire movie. Two thumbs up to those guys. I would say with the material they're given, they do they do a fine yeah. job. Okay. Mm, uh, again, away Elliot's being, on hater patrol. I get no, it. No, but I didn't wow. walk away being like Dante and Aldo were the breakout stars, you know? It's also, I mean, I, I guess this is a type of uh, character that always works on me. I always enjoy, like, the goon that turns out to be, like, surprisingly supportive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And there's like a kind of like a tall, skinny one and like a shorter, round one. Like that's mm-hmm. the perfect that's all you need That is yeah. classic, yeah. People. Just like uh, a Lady in the Tramp. Exactly. <laughs> Just like Lady in the Tramp. Yeah. Uh, so was Lady the tall one or the. No, the goons. Oh, that's the, the goons. Dogs. Dude. Oh, the goons. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so she is uh, taken to the funeral. Uh, she gets dressed in the car. Take um, me to the funeral. There Drop she meets. me with the mourners. Uh, there she meets uh, She meets Bianca. She also meets her cousin, Fabrizio, who uh, has a neck tattoo, looks like a mafioso type guy, does not He's seem to like her. classic hothead. Classic mafia hothead in mm-hmm. all these movies, yeah. Very uh, mercurial. The, yep. Very mercurial, yeah. Very mercutio. Like, actually, he's more like Tybalt. He's more like yeah, he's yeah. way more like Tybalt. Yeah, he's like Tybalt. Slow enough if yeah. it had ended there. That's the, I can do the whole thing. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for your apology. Uh, so the funeral America's procession America's rascal, gets- <laughs> everybody. What a stinker. <laughs> the funeral procession gets ambushed. There's a shootout. Uh, and they are forced to flee, I believe, with the casket, although I don't remember them taking the casket with them. I th- maybe uh, they shrink it down and put it in their pockets. You know what? This I is our first big action sequence. This was not, a, like, an important thing to me. Just, like, where's that <laughs> this, casket? It's a dead body, so. Dan. I will say, this was, I found this to be a somewhat underwhelming action sequence, but that's okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I fell asleep during it. Okay. Well, maybe that's uh, it. I find, myself, I find myself, as I get older, getting less and less interested or excited by shootout scenes in movies. Like I mm-hmm. kind of start to glaze over when it's just guns firing. And yet martial arts or hand-to-hand fighting scenes, I still well, am in, in awe. El- yeah. Elliot, I agree with you, but I've been there forever. Like, this is why I, this is a controversial position. I understand all of like the plot reasons and the influence reasons this is an important movie. I've never been as much of a diehard fan as a lot of people who are like, that's oh, yeah. the best oh, action movie. Oh, you mean a fan of Die Hard. Yeah, okay. because it's like <laughs> so like much of it. I'm a Die Hard fan of what? <laughs> yeah, because like so much of it, when the action actually happens, there's some good suspense scenes, but when the action yes. happens, it's just shooting at each other. And I want I like a sequence, man. I want well, like. Yeah. Well, it's like I just started watching Raiders of the Lost Ark with my older son, Sammy, which he has not seen mm-hmm. for. We're about halfway yeah. through it now. And it's watching again. It's like, Oh yeah, these are like sequences. Like a thing happens, then a thing happens, and even yeah. and when Indiana Jones shoots somebody, usually it's a punctuation point to something, or it's the scene with the swordsman, which gratifyingly Sammy thought was hilarious. Like I didn't have yeah. to ex- right. yeah, explain yeah. that joke to him, and he goes, "I want to see that again." <laughs> yeah. like, 
all right, it's it's questionably racist, but all right, we'll watch it again. It's a great moment. Yeah, I think Die Hard just really needs a sequence where John McClane goes to like a droid factory and like falls onto a conveyor <laughs> yeah, belt he's and he has from like different die. platforms. Yeah, sure. That'd be, wouldn't that have been? Oh, that'd be great. Okay, there's a Stuart. You know, we that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> so we're uh, now we're back at the villa. Uh, Bianca and Fabrizio kind of explain the situation. This that villa they is, are, and also this villa is also it's classic lady movie affluence porn. Like, it's yeah. enormous, it's beautiful. It's There's idea- a bed outside in the garden. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. your idea of a what A canopy what bed. A canopy bed, yeah, outside. Yum, yum, yum. It's not like uh, it never rains in Italy. It is a, mostly a dry climate, I guess, but, you know. But, you know, something's yeah, I mean, gotta uh, hydrate that terroir. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a wine that's, term. That's yeah, right. Yep. That's a wine yeah. term. Yeah. Yeah. Appropriate. Yeah. So uh, she uh, she learns that she is part of the Balbano family, which is a crime family that you that also make wine poorly as a front, and that they very are, different than being part of the Balaban family, which is a which is a, <laughs> a, a, a movie studio and acting dynasty, but not involved in mm-hmm. crime, as far as I know. Oh, interesting. Can you explain more well, about that? Well, actually, I want to know a little bit more about that. Who are the other people in the dynasty? Well, because Bob Balaban's uncle, I think it was either his uncle mm-hmm. or his grandfather. I don't think it was his father. It was like a big studio mogul. He's a Nepo baby? Nepo baby. He, Bob Balaban yeah. is a Nepo wow. baby. You wouldn't guess it. But and he, he looks look. like a baby. A big I know. baby. There's baby. a beard, Dan. I mean, well, a baby with a beard. I you can put a beard Bob on a baby. Yeah, I'm ba- give me my Bob Balaban. I'm with Dan. You can put a beard on a baby. There's no law against it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just, it was just Halloween. There were babies with beards all over the place. Um, okay, so they, uh, the, the Balbanos have a rival crime family, the Romanos. Uh, uh, not to be confused with the out. Roma. Yeah, the Romanos. Thank go, you. Oh, everybody loves this mafia family. <laughs> and that they're in a mafia feud. Okay. No, 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 not a so, not a feud. Mm-hmm. That's a good Ray Romano, Dan. That's yeah, that's pretty Romano, good. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a little, is, Deborah, what's that, Ernie? Are we with the Baldanos? <laughs> I mean, it's it's all, is that Kermit? teeters on like a Kermit. Yeah, yeah mine Kermit. is becoming Kermit. Uh, okay. We've got to wipe out our enemies to establish uh, supremacy in the cocaine trade. <laughs> like that's, that's Kermit as a mob boss. As he's explaining to Miss Piggy before uh, they have Scarf really hot sex. I it's told you, Miss Piggy, you can ask me about my business once. <laughs> and he goes, uh, Kermy, are you a mob boss? No, of course not, Piggy. And then as she leaves, she sees uh, Sam the Eagle kissing his his. His yeah. fit, his Can you hand, imagine you know? a universe where Miss Piggy isn't the crime boss? I know, in that she's obviously going to be the mob boss. Yeah, that's, yeah, it should be the other way around. Yeah. Uh, you can ask Porker. me about my, my business once, Kermy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm what? thinking about the God Porker. I'm just, that, that, that sounds more like a, I think there, a I think weird it, what? We have a We have a Muppet book where there is a double page spread of pun Muppet movie pig, titles. And I think one of them is, is the Pork Father or the Pig Father. Pork yeah. Father. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Allie's imagining something else when she sees Pig Father. If I were a pig, I would be very offended by being called pork anything. Yeah. Luckily, you don't understand English as a pig, probably anyway. (laughs) They have, they're so smart. smart. They're as smart as a three-year-old. You think they don't understand pork? I, well, three-year-olds don't understand pork. I don't know. <laughs> well, you put a three-year-old in charge pork. of a sausage store okay, and see what I happens. Okay, I have a two-year-old, I have a four-year-old. Let's put them together and see if they half understand pork. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. Okay. It's a good idea. Uh, okay, we so call she that watches- mommy math. <laughs> she watches a video message from her grandfather explaining that she has inherited this mafia family. She is the new Don of this dynasty. 
Uh, and there's some comedy bits in there. Fabrizio is super angry. He should be the next Don, obviously. Uh, and Kristen, you know what? She's resistant. She doesn't want, she came here to eat, pray, fuck. She did not come here to run a, a crime family. She says, yeah. I want my eat, pray, fuck so many times in this movie. Yeah, so, so many, many times. times. Yeah. yeah. Eventually it does home. pay off, which I like. I was not wild about the eat, pray, fuck as a joke, but I liked oh, the payoff for it. I loved the payoff. I lolled. <laughs> I lolled. I laughed out loud. <laughs> and there's, you know, there's a bit where one of the, uh, one of her guards, Aldo, explains that it's a play on Eat, Pray, Love and is mm -hmm. familiar with the book. He's clearly yeah, been yeah. inspired by the book, was <clears throat> touched by it, yeah. So yeah. Uh, she agrees to help with the negotiations for peace, um, but she makes a stipulation that she'll do it as long as she can have her fling with Lorenzo, the hot guy she met at the airport. Uh, so she meets uh, without and be slathered in Lorenzo's yep. oil. <laughs> <laughs> let's Sorry. not. Let's, let's, I feel like we're entering rope territory again, and I do not want to go there. <laughs> no entry. <laughs> uh, Hallie, what were you going to say about Lorenzo? Yeah, Hallie. No, I was just. Never mind. Let's just leave it okay. at Lorenzo's Island. <laughs> Lorenzo's Island. <laughs> Welcome to Lorenzo's Island. <laughs> Lorenzo Lamas, you have your own island? Well, I snuck onto the island. I don't own it. Mm -hmm. He's a renegade. He is a renegade, yeah. Uh, now, okay, do you so want me to use my laser pointer to point out where you could lose weight? Nah, I don't think so. I'll probably go. So she meets... Uh, after after a little bit of a makeover, uh, where she gets dressed up to look like a ma uh, mafia uh, donya, uh, donya don whatever don um, mama mama mafia mama. My mistake. I keep mispronouncing it. Uh, she meets Don Carlo, who is the rival mob boss yeah. uh, at a like restaurant. There, I feel like there are tons of like understated funny moments, like the way she was dressed before her makeover. Yeah. it was like she was out of like a Chico's catalog. That was yes. so funny. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. It was like all it was like all earth tone. Yeah. Also, I mean, Audrey pointed this out. I was not as attuned to it, but she was totally right. Like the way that over the course of the movie, her costume changes. It becomes more, first it becomes like, you know, more chic and more looking directly like Monica Bellucci. And then she like sort of gets her own style it's at the end. Style. Yeah. By the time so she like has like Bridget that Fonda in mm -hmm. Single White Female. <laughs> <Yep>. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's yep. one specific outfit, the white. Okay. Yeah. Single white outfit. Single mm -hmm. white outfit. So she meets the rival mob boss Single the from negotiations. Right? She is, is no, very no more. <laughs> no more of that alley. Uh, she By is which very I mean nice. Later, bring Sorry. it up again later, and so I can say, oh no, not no, again. it's okay. They're Stuart's getting mad. Like Stuart's getting mad. <laughs> I'm not. Sorry, I'm not getting mad. I'm. So I'm, she goes. She goes to the meeting with the other mob head. Oh, oh, we're doing the summary still. Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah. It is a podcast. I love the way that Stuart gets mad about being interrupted. It's so different than the way Dan gets mad about being interrupted. But I love both of them equally. Uh, so she meets the rival mob boss for negotiations at a restaurant. She's very nice to the waitress. That's going to pay off later. Mm -hmm. uh, she's, she's a lot of Noki. Yeah, she eats a lot of Noki. She's like super goofy and she gets drunk and she's like horny because this is a hot mob boss. And they yeah. kind of hit it off. He seems to agree to her and she's uh, negotiations. She's at that time in her life when she's hitting that that hormonal burst, right? Yeah. That it that turns older women into sexual predators. Yeah, her wow. libido I, is at Ellen's max. getting into Harry yeah. Knowles territory. <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, I like hope not. that. Like, I really hope not. Uh. I like that Tony Collette here, like, honestly, is not afraid to play it 
a little dumb <laughs> too. Yeah, like, a like little. She is, she is so into like the idea of this like vacation in her own world and like whatnot. And she is just kind of dumb. There are times when she is so almost deliberately obtuse about the danger of the situation she's in yeah. and what it is called for that sometimes I found it funny and other times I was like, okay, at this point, <laughs> a normal human being would know that this is like a dangerous situation. You can't just stop, you can't just keep talking about yeah, like, how much I, you want to have sex with yeah. this one guy to yeah. him. I get it, but I love the obliviousness <laughs> in yeah. a weird way. I mean, it's fair, so maybe the, it's very American about her, you know? Yeah, so they go off to a hotel room to hook up. They're making out. Uh, things are looking good for her uh, Her little mission statement Looks here. like she's might, maybe going to have sex for the first time in three years. In three years. He insists- She ate and she's going to fuck. What about and I think she, I'm assuming she She'll prayed pray in the beds. bathroom that yeah. uh, she doesn't yeah, yeah. pee she, too she loudly to or something. In order. <laughs> she, she prayed that he wouldn't, he wouldn't hear her fart while she was in the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, which is a joke that they make later yeah, on in the movie. that's true, later on. I, I laughed. Yeah. He, uh, they so said he, he attempts- fart. <laughs> <laughs> he attempts to poison her uh, by, uh, with some poisoned limoncello uh, and with poison that he snuck up his butthole, which is hilarious because it's like, he probably didn't have to hide up there. I know he got no. searched, but like- He's very he small. Didn't. And also, yeah. he, he goes through such an elaborate set of series of facial expressions when he was removing that vial of poison. And when he pulls it out, clean as a whistle. It is mm. shiny and glossy. Not, I mean, it might, I, I, I would assume if you pulled it out of your butt, it would be at least a little dirty. He well, would assume like you've never done it. <laughs> well, oh. what, what, I'll, what I'll probably say is he's probably making use of a tushy, one of our sponsors this episode. Uh, so he- It's a great product. It's a great product. I mean, the he lower part of the colon stays pretty clean in between bowel movements. I, I, this is, this is a, this could be done. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah. Uh, so, Dan of course- McCoy, duty detective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gets distracted and- He's like uh, Dexter for duty. <laughs> I only poop on people who also poop, poop on other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's Dexter's MO. That's, that's I mean, duty Dexter. Yeah, Dukester, yeah. Um, so, uh, of course, the limoncellos get switched around. Carlos reveals his hand only to- uh, to get poisoned and die. Mm -hmm. uh, her guards kill the other guards. They clean up the mess. Fabrizio shows up, uh, chops off uh, Don Carlo's hand, and they send the severed hand to the Romanos as a message. What do you think they do with that hand afterwards? They just throw it out? Do they bury it? Give it a little funeral? What do they do? They keep it yeah, in the closet? They give, yeah, they do a little funeral. Or they turn it into <laughs> some kind of, like they add it to like uh, – what, like a reliquary or something that they carry into battle? Yeah. They could shellac yeah, it and use it as like a, a thing. What? Uh, or they could get a jewelry Halloween. made out of it, the way you can get your yeah. uh, placenta made into oh, jewelry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or maybe they eat it. Maybe it's it. really <laughs> good for placenta, you. A lot of yeah. nutrients in the hand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So I imagine uh, they put it in a tiny little coffin and there's a little grave <laughs> that they give it a funeral. You know, yeah, it's a little up. box that has uh, five little fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a wooden glove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little wooden glove with a little you know, wooden lid. Oh, it's like one of those, sh those, those, those shoes you wear that's like just your foot. Yeah, so they yeah, make people look like they're walking around with gorilla feet. Yes, yeah. And it's got a lot thing, of makeup on to look at, make it look like it's still alive. They're like, oh, it just Thank looks you. like the hand is sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the grandkids are like, no, no, I don't want to look at the dead hand. They're like, no, it looks it looks okay. Don't worry oh, about it's it. It's okay. It's okay. Um, okay. So back at the villa, uh, Tony Collette, Kristen, gets a business lesson into all the various illegal dealings of her crime family. She is put off by this. Um, 
And then she insists it's time for her to go on a date with Lorenzo, which she does at his home with his aunt there. And his aunt makes a big uh, big pasta meal and mm-hmm. yep. uh, keeps feeding Aldo and Dante her guards. It, Dante is loving it. to eat more. Yeah. Oh, it's great. That's, guys, to me, this is comedy. <laughs> One guy <laughs> loves the pasta. The other guy, it's too much pasta. <laughs> Um, Comedy and tragedy right there in one scene. <laughs> the date is the date goes really well, but she gets notified. She has a Zoom meeting from her day job, so she mm-hmm. has to run out before making out with this hot guy. We've all been there, folks, We've right? Been, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess you can. It's a podcast. We can talk about that stuff. Uh, but it's not really a relationship. It's the right podcast, medium for so, it. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay, good. so uh, she sends away her guards. She has to do this Zoom meeting. It's no big deal. They And uh, one of them, I think Dante has to take care of his sick mom. Uh, of course, while she's setting up for Who this Zoom meeting. Who can't afford her medication. Yes, can't afford her medication. Yeah. And, I mean, it makes these characters more relatable to me, a person living in the modern world mm-hmm. where medication Who's is not too a expensive. Mama. Uh, <laughs> that, we know of, that we know of. That's I true. Might be Very a mafia possible mama. that Stuart yeah. is a mafia Maybe mama. Maybe your grandfather just hasn't died yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, just wait yeah. for grandfather. Yeah. Um, while she is setting up uh, the Zoom, a assassin that the Romano sent uh, shows up. And he attacks her while uh, she is muted and on the Zoom call and her boss and coworkers are not paying attention to her at all. So yeah. there's a little bit of comedy about them talking about how cool these jet skis are while she is fighting for her and, life. And objectifying the women in the in the uh, in the the photographs online that they are putting together for this yeah. for this pitch. I was at first I was like photos. I could not remember the phrase stock photo, yeah. <laughs> At first, I was like, this is a little on the nose with, like, how absurdly sexist it was. Although, you know, f- more fool me for expecting any subtlety from ma- Mafia Mama. Called Mafia Mama, Mama yeah. But, mm-hmm. but as it went on and, like, <laughs> everything was just putting someone else on a jet ski, I was like, okay, I like this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and the stuff, the stuff they're saying is is pretty over the, you know, it's, it's so yeah. over the top. that Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the attack by the assassin gets uh, – it gets a little rapey in a way that I don't like. I did not. It felt like it was a drop of arsenic in the middle of what could have been otherwise a fun scene of well, yeah, attempted a, murder. There, there's a threat of sexual violence, yeah. which she yeah. responds by taking off her heel and stabbing him in the groin and eye repeatedly. Uh, and it's pretty gross. It's yeah, while, it's repeating very what she said, while repeating what she said in the self-defense scene, some would say paying off mm-hmm. that scene yeah. in, a, ver- in a very I'm, legitimate way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm t- I was talking about the taking away the gun part of it. I understand. Anyway. So um, she murders but, this guy, but pops very his gross. eyeball out. It's nice and gross. It's like Two thumbs on up camera, from she's, she's, her, his, eyebrow, his eyeball just squirts out under the heel of his shoe on camera. Love it. Yeah. And that's thumbs one of the up. things I like about this movie is like it d- doesn't seem to care about the normal normal tonal categories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. They're so just she, wanna, they just want to have fun. You know yeah. what? Because this it's is a, a feminist to- uh, yeah. tome. They, girls just want to have fun and that's yeah. the the movie. In a yeah. nutshell. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> In your closing arguments. <laughs> so she hops back on that. just want to have fun. We've all heard it. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, especially ladies. <laughs> <laughs> because they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury. <laughs> but all, all the single ladies put their hands up. <laughs> No, oh, I'm no, oh, oh, I'm no oh, big oh, city Beyonce, <laughs> but seems to me if you, you know it, what you better makes put a me, ring on it. I rest my case. 
You know what makes me want to shoop? Justice. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll get some fries with that shake, shake booty. (laughs) Let's hear it for the boy. Let's not hear it for the boy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, oh, this has been fun. Let's get back to the movie. This has been okay. great, yeah. uh, Of course, she hops mama. back on the Zoom call having just murdered a guy with her heel, uh, and she is promptly fired by her boss, uh, and she flips them the bird, and she no longer has that day job to worry about, closing that book uh, of her life forever. Yeah. Uh, okay. And that MacBook. Of her life, yep. I think, for And then she storms uh, She storms out, leaving the dead body on the ground, and she heads right over to Lorenzo's to get her groove back. She's like, break my back, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stuart can see my confusion at the use of that idiom, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. She doesn't actually say that, Dan, in, no, in the film. Not a, no, the no, no. She's not she says, I mean, my I can, back, I can, my back. I, <laughs> I can understand what it means from context clues. I uh, just, it was not one I was familiar with. So I'm okay. learning something today. To yeah. put it more in your language, Dan, she's telling the driver to put up the partition. That's <laughs> okay. another Beyonce yeah, 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 reference. Yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, so she then goes to meet with the Romanos. They have a peace talk. She makes sure everybody's eating gelato. Uh, and she achieves peace. That was the- a very funny joke also when she insists on the gelato because yes. it has five stars. And she's just trying to eat her pray fuck. Yeah, she's you know? yeah. she they want, they're gonna go somewhere else, and she says, "No, I want to eat at this gelato place." And yeah. I'm yeah. the boss. Yeah, finally <laughs> starting to embrace. She's owning her power as a woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. as a mama. Well, really, her power as a mom <laughs> boss. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. her being a mama at this point is not is unrelated to her center power, which is the violence inherent in organized crime. But you know. So she, and uh, you guys are right. At this point, she has earned respecto from her enemies and her uh, and her team. Uh, she then Even has- from F- Fabrizio, for, yeah, very briefly. Yeah, because she has a very horny meeting with Fabrizio uh, on her outdoor uh, daybed where he is like <laughs> getting super close. And at one point he licks her finger and puts one of his- uh, rings on her One finger. One of his wolf head and, rings, yeah. Uh, I thought it was like a jaguar or something. Oh, was it a jaguar? Yeah, because yeah, they're doing like cat sounds. Oh, yeah. that's right. That doesn't make it. It should have been a wolf. That's the. It's, that's and then, a Roman thing. No, but then they make funny jokes about espresso machines with the mm-hmm. noises they're making. Oh, that's right, mm-hmm. that's right. They're like, not the verbo, but, but the, the other thing. But he, mm-hmm. uh, in case we forgot the brutality of the previous scene, he mentions that pieces of the assassin's t- scrotum were found in his eye socket. And he, <laughs> I, you can tell that Fabrizio is just so enamored of of whatever <laughs> brutality she she. Uh, yeah. Uh, inflicted on him. I yeah. really laughed at that. How he he's like, I think they respect you because it was so so <laughs> grotesque or yeah. whatever it was. And he's like, uh, and she is obviously shy socket. And she's also wearing a pretty cool little outfit. It's like yeah. lingerie under a sport coat. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bianca shows up, and we have another horny meeting. Yeah, her outfit is uh, very white queen. What she's wearing yep. right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, they have, that's they have probably a very horny meeting. Like Monica Bellucci is crawling all over her, sitting on top of her, like. And and this is where we learn that Monica Bellucci, we learn a little bit about her backstory, right? And that she has yes. uh, a fake metal leg. I wonder if that's going to matter later. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so after having these conversations, this is when Kristen decides, I'm going to be, she, something in Bianca's story uh, gives her an idea. And she comes up with a plan to be a good mob boss. Well, can I tell you what it was in her story specifically? Yeah. So that- 
Monica Bellucci tells the story about how she says, your grandfather was a mob boss, but he also did good things. When I was a kid, I lost my leg in an accident and other kids made fun of me. But he one day he just showed up with the top of the line prosthetic leg. And since then, I guess it's been updated many times. So she's saying, you can do this for people too. That's yeah. the power of, that. that's the power of the mob. <laughs> dan, dan, yeah. Wait, dan, it, but it's because Kristen's resistance the whole time, she keeps being like, I can't do this because I'm a good person. I'm a good yeah. person. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's when, you know, Monica says- The movie says, is telling us that when governments fail us, what we need is local crime lords. Yep. Benevolent mm-hmm. dictators benevolent, to come yeah. in. Exactly. <laughs> Who Take have, care who of have us. Gathered power themselves through this <laughs> means. I also want to say Kristen's resistance is a great Lynn Manuel Miranda style. Yeah. So yeah. excellent work, Allie. Um, so after coming up with this plan, we get a cool little montage that covers the next couple months that's gonna that's like her uh stealing prescription drugs and then like giving them away at uh or like selling them at a reasonable price. Yeah. It's them like improving the winemaking at their vineyard, and also her going on a bunch of dates with Lorenzo. Stuart, is it is it dead or alive or is it versus where they where they are killing people and then sending the money to poor kids in Africa? That's dead or alive too. Dead or alive too. And, okay, and at the end of the montage they sprout uh white and black uh angel wings. That's right. Cuz that that was the sequence that I was I was this was reminiscent of to me because it's awesome. just like we're criminals for good. We're doing good things. Yeah, we're good criminals, yeah. 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 Except it doesn't isn't filled with stock footage of uh, children playing. <laughs> no, that's true. Okay. Uh, okay. But the thing is, is that this happiness can't last forever. Paul shows up in Italy. That oh. jerk. Oh. He interrupts a lovely date, and he causes quite a bit of friction with Lorenzo, who Not the just kind wants- of friction Kristen wanted with Lorenzo. No, Kristen, Kristen wants to, uh, Paul, uh, Lorenzo wants Kristen to open up. He wants to go to her home. He wants to learn more about her. Um, and he's he's got some trust issues stemming from his ex-wife that is made up, we'll find out later. But he claims <laughs> to have trust issues. Um, I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had done a background check, so they didn't see it coming either. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Christian she saw it coming, but not in the way uh, that we're talking about. saw it come roping. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and this is right after Lorenzo tells Christian that he loves her, right? He loves her, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she stands up to Paul. Truly, the moon has hit his eye like a big pizza <laughs> pie when it comes mm-hmm. to Kristen. Uh, she stands up to Paul and is like, you got to pay your own way back to L.A. And he leaves, and we're like, that's probably the last we're ever going to see of him. That's not going to be the case. Um, and then she she takes Bianca's side and she explains her plan. Now that everything's going so good, she's going to walk away. She's going to give it all up for a man. Oh. Record scratch. Yeah. What? I mean, uh-huh. if the thing that she was giving up wasn't a life of crime, I would I would be like, what? But she should give it up. It's not a, it's <laughs> yeah, not, it's I, a thing that can only lead to trouble Elliot, for her in the end. Mafia films and TV shows have always taught me that being a mobster is only good. There are no downsides. Yeah. Not, not Tony Soprano, yeah. only good things happen to me too. <laughs> Christopher I mean, Maldisanti, only good yeah. things happen. Michael Corleone, just, just a life without a life of pleasure without any anxiety or stress. Yeah. Goodfellas, man, that that looked super fun. Running they away from the helicopters. Good life fellas. Yeah. yeah. It does seem that by like towards the end of the movie, like like she is has pivoted mostly into legitimate. Uh, wine selling. Although I do feel like, I don't know. I'm not. We a don't mob- know that. I'm not a mafia person, but I feel like it would be difficult to divest yourself 
completely yes. from that life. <laughs> that's that's really the. It feels like you got either make a clean break and run away. I or thought the you saying are is always entangled with it. I thought the saying was, uh, "When I'm out, they just keep letting me stay out. <laughs> <laughs> they respect just, my boundaries." Just when I thought I was out, I was. Good night, folks. <laughs> and then he sweeps up the spotlight and then puts it under his, under says, his cap and walks off says, stage. The end. Question mark. And then it says. No, it is the end. <laughs> okay, so she sits yeah, down Bugs with- Bunny's a- hand reaches in and erases the question mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, puts an exclamation. At like, I think like a coffee shop or a restaurant or something, she sits down with all the other bosses. Uh, she is going to break the news that she is walking away. She gives them all uh, muffins that she baked. Goodbye um, muffins, yeah. The, the, ex- <laughs> the meeting gets pretty heated- and Goodbye then it gets offense. Well, and they're, they're mad at her. Nice. They're mad at her because the her her good good stuff is is cutting into yeah. their their it's business. Getting in the way, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's not like they're the, like Kristen. No, don't go. We love you. That's not the. That's not the tone. So it gets heated. Uh, but before the bullets start flying, it gets raided by the police, led by. Gasp, Lorenzo is a cop? And his uh, aunt, who's also a cop, which means what? were they living together? Are they also roommates? Like what? They're, they're, they're so in deep, deep cover. Undercover? They were is in deep cover. Eve, is she even his aunt? Maybe not. Know. Maybe they're uh, boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, probably um, not. It seems unethical for your aunt to be your boss if you're in the police. I mean. <laughs> Why? Well, let's say you're in the police. You don't have to be okay. scared. You're you can be any police? member of the police. You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe be one of the other guys in the police. I don't know their names. Stuart Copeland. You you're Stuart say. Copeland. The drummer. <laughs> yeah, sure. You're Stuart Copeland, I assume, uh, uh, son of Aaron Copeland. And, you, and you're like, oh. <laughs> and my father aunt's of gonna, Douglas. <laughs> my, yeah, exactly. My aunt's going to take over the band. And everyone's like, that doesn't seem right, that you would have an extra in with, with the boss? I don't know. I feel like... Like if it were his uncle, you might be singing a different tune. That tune I would be singing would be Roxanne because it's yep. the police. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, every move she makes, I'll be watching your aunt. <laughs> I'll be watching your aunt? <laughs> I'll be watching you're in town. That's what I meant to say. The, the, for, the, the uh, what, off-Broadway show did it ever? It went to Broadway at some point, right? From what, 25 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Let's look it up. Yeah, Google it. Stuart listeners at home, listeners that. at home, look up when you're in town ran and if it was Broadway or off Broadway, send me the information at <laughs> yell Dan it McCoy- at your <laughs> <laughs> yell it out to the heavens and God yeah. will get it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Go tell it to the Marines. <laughs> yeah. Tell it on the mountain. <laughs> send in the clouds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't look in the basement. <laughs> don't look back either. And don't look now. <laughs> don't speak. Never let me go. Don't stand so close to me. <sighs> uh, okay. So we back also learned that Lorenzo isn't Lorenzo. He's Rudy, uh, not the football football guy. <laughs> no, um, not at all. He's not, not Rudy Huxtable. No, nope. not either of those Rudys. Yeah. <laughs> and he has a grudge against the Balbano crime family because his family was killed while he was playing soccer and he missed a goal. <laughs> Good joke. That's a good joke, everybody. Uh, Christian gets arrested along with everybody else that didn't get killed. Uh, the head of the Romano family gets his fingers blown off and one of the fingers lands in her hair. That's pretty funny. Um, she it's funny because they start playing the Aerosmith song while they're staring into yeah. each other's eyes. Yeah. 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 It's the song from Armageddon. One, Armageddon, yeah. yeah. One, of, one of many little musical Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Is that> a- <laughs> okay. So, uh, 
She's uh, whisked, Can you whisked away to trial. you how magical it would be if you cracked open an egg and music started playing? <laughs> oh, that would be very magical. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like some, it's like something out of a uh, something out of like a. I don't know, like a like a Tim Burton film, you know, or something like that. You know. Huh? Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter. Although but, in life, yeah, I Helena think Bonham I would... Car- <laughs> she has a head that's a giant egg with a with a little hat on it. I was on Jordan Jesse Go, and we were talking it about against the wall. <laughs> yeah. and beautiful uh, Aria. For anyone who, who missed my recent appearance on Jordan Jesse Go, where we talked about Tim Burton's fetish for huge heads with little hats on them, <laughs> and we did impressions of Tim Burton where he's talking to Helena Bonham Carter about how he wants her to put a little hat on her head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, her the time between being arrested and going to trial seems very short. Uh, hey, this is Italy, a country known for the efficiency of its public institutions. Yeah, so she is uh, she is uh, walking up the steps to her trial, only for her inexperienced lawyer to be shoved out of the way because her friend Jenny has arrived from mm-hmm. L.A. This and Jenny's going to take it from here, boys. This was an interesting move because Jenny is more experienced, but she is not, I think, a fluent Italian speaker. No, she is. is because she, I know when, she speaks multiple languages. Yeah, but when she – when when uh, when Kristen called her and she was like, oh, my God, I just killed a mob boss, before she picks up the phone – Jenny is speaking in Italian oh, was to someone Italian? on the phone. Oh, I thought it was yeah. something else. I thought no, it was a different it was language. Italian. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. the, most of the trials conducted English anyway. They don't leave uh-huh. a lot of loose threads, okay? That's true. This concerned. film is tight. This is tight. It's tight, yeah. It's tight. A, it's, like, it's a perfect, perfectly, co- <laughs> uh, like, perfect sphere. There's no edges or loose ends. I, yeah. I'd be more concerned about whether she was, like, allowed to practice law in Italy, good, whether Dan, she was familiar from- with— as we saw from Book Club, Local the next laws. chapter, anyone can do anything in Italy. There, okay, there's no, there's no legal jurisdictions. Candace Bergen can just step in and, and officiate a wedding, and this lady can just come in and practice law. Yeah, Amanda Knox can just murder her roommate. <laughs> Allegedly. Can do whatever you want. Allegedly. That's a case uh, that they reference in the movie. Okay, so the uh, the trial is brief. Uh, many There's many character witnesses that say very nice things about Kristen. The judge moved to tears, dismisses the case. Because Kristen Array, gives a speech about the trial. she didn't inherit the mob. She inherited herself. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think the movie's over at this point. Not so fast. Fabrizio makes a play for power. Uh, he shoots Dante. Oh, no, I like that guy. Uh, and we think that he has shot and killed Bianca. We learn that, in fact, he just shot her in the metal leg, and she is okay. Mm-hmm. He is holding Paul and Dominic hostage. What, Dominic? What's he doing in Italy? Uh, that's her son, of course. Uh, there's a shootout in the winery. Fabrizio gets pushed into a wine press. Uh mm. Uh, where his blood uh, mixes with the wine and they sell it as rosé. <laughs> yep, yep. The Their family happens goes- more than you'd think. It happens more than you think. How do you think they make rosé? Exactly, yeah. I don't think that it would taste very good to have meat in your wine. Well, it's not yeah, meat, some, it's blood. Yeah, it's, somewhere Dracula is turning the podcast off. Up, goes, Maybe I will eat. Maybe I will drink. I wine. just don't, I mean, I don't think- <laughs> I think that part would turn. Is what I'm saying. The yeah, I don't. I mean, probably when if you're aging the wine, certainly the blood yeah. will clot at some point. Unless, I mean, I know. guess the vinegar, the acid yeah. of the wine would prevent any like you know diseases. Well, I know there's there's there are more than one comic book where blood was mixed with the printer's ink. And mm-hmm. it was fine. So maybe it's just that they washed mm-hmm. it down with so much wine that it diluted the mm-hmm. blood enough mm-hmm. that it just yeah, adds a yeah, little yeah. tinge of like iron to the wine. Mm-hmm. Iron and wine. Well, it's a very minerally wine. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of tannins. Is that a thing in blood? Tannins? <laughs> tannins. <Yep. laughs> 
So she sends uh, she sends Paul back home. She sends her son Dominic home, but not before he gets a little bit of a Godfather moment. Because one of the running jokes is that Kristen has never seen The Godfather. Yes, much I to love the that. I love that of joke. Everybody. Yeah, and everyone great. in Italy is horrified and angry at her that she's never seen The <laughs> so Godfather. Which funny. It is kind of funny. The only thing I, it's a funny joke. It's a funny runner. The only thing to me was I was like, Italy has a has a, a has an amazing uh, national film heritage. So the yeah, idea but that there. See, the mostly mobsters are mad. There's a lot of mob movies from Italy. There's a lot of movies from Italy. uh, But no, but it's a a funny running gag, you know. Uh Especially because at one point she does make a reference to it. And they're like, oh, you finally watched The Godfather. She's like, I read the summary on Wikipedia. Good joke. Those are good jokes, folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we get a little Godfather moment. And then she gets her own Mafia Mama moment. Enjoying what, like some gelato at the very end? They're like feeding her. They're just putting it in her mouth for her. Oh yeah, that's what she because she's the mafia mama, and that is oh, that's the like end the of the mafia movie. baby. Boom, boom, boom. That's the end of the movie. We get a little theme song, dance, dancing. I'm dancing. Everybody's dancing. That was yeah. mafia mama, folks. I was dancing to the theme mafia song. mama will Audrey return. Took a video. In mafia mama two. Mafia mama versus the yakuza. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted, great. you know, I, I mean, I know that part of the thing is her pivoting away from the unsavory aspects of the mafia, but I kind of mm-hmm. did want like a post credit of something of like her, like sending some goons to scare her old boss or something like, yes. just like a little bit of a, yes, her old well, shitty she boss. Sent the finger. I mean, she sent the finger in the rosé. But she, that was to the that rival. To the, that was to the rival, rival family. Yeah, you I mean her the, boss in America at the? Yeah, her I just wanted like a oh, little bit of I like, understand. as long as we're doing all this fantasy wish fulfillment, like, and alas, boom, take that. You're right, Dan. The guy, he's, yeah. he's in his bed and he's like, huh, what? And he, his foot hits something and it's the head of his son from the who he works with at the company. <laughs> sure, yeah. What? <laughs> That's a no, little. No, it should have been like. No, the but, son's alive though. The son's just like, Dad, I had a bad dream ever since those mafia goons came by. And he's like, well, you can sleep in the bed with me. That's all right. Sure. No, what it should be is he kicks something and his foot's wet and he pulls the sheet aside and it's like a chopped and half jet ski and he's like, no! <laughs> There's oil Perfect. all over the bed. That that would, be, that oil, yeah. That's a great ending, yeah. Okay, uh, so that was Mafia Mama, everybody. Uh, you're probably wondering, did this movie live up to Stuart's high expectations? The answer is absolutely. Two thumbs up, okay. loving the Mafia Mama. Uh, so that's yeah. your final judgment. Final judgment. This is a movie I liked. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who inexplicably is just joining us, um, we now I don't even know how that would be possible. Final, ju- <laughs> final judgments whether this is a just good, get bad to movie. 56 minutes, it <laughs> a bad, bad movie or a movie kind of like I just meant this episode. If you haven't, oh, 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 I see. this is where we like gives our give our uh, yeah, final so, opinion. So I said, this is a the, movie the, I kind of t- like the title, Final Judgments, is kind of self explanatory about what the segment is. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Elliot, Stuart- sometimes you're really hard on Dan. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Thank you for that performance review. Speaking, speaking for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Stuart doesn't even say kind of like, he just liked it I straight like up. Um, and I would say, I mean, I might stick with kind of likes because it is, it has issues. Like it's not as funny as I would like it to be necessarily. Mm-hmm. And even though I respect that its tone goes for it, sometimes it, it doesn't seem to have full control of itself, but I still gotta admit that I really enjoyed it and laughed a lot while watching it. So that's that's my response. You guys? 
me. Yeah, how you go? Because I'll, I'll be the buzzkill at loved the end. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I wish I had written it. I couldn't stop thinking about how fun it must have been to make this movie. Because these are all like, the director was the woman who directed 13. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big change. And yeah. the first Twilight. And Tony Collette, she obviously has been in uh, numerous uh, renowned films, but they were all like, you know what? Like, we're girls and we want to make a fucking stupid movie. <laughs> and they did, and it was beautiful. And I loved it. No, I thought it was great. Uh, I really did. And I thank you guys for letting me watch it with you. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say at the end, because I don't want to be too much of a school. I don't like it that much. But Sexist. I think it's more more because— it felt like there were a lot of opportunities for humor that were not fully taken. It was yeah, like yeah. The, I feel like it, it, could, it has it, one strike against it in that it's a comedy that Elliot did not write and <laughs> came out oh, after wow. the 1970s. That's the, That's the issue. No, I just, I wanted to be funnier. You know, like I was like, oh, there's a lot of, like, it feels like this movie is like always getting up to the edge of being really funny for me and then wasn't going quite there. But, yeah. you know, but. There's it's of, of all the movies we've watched maybe this year I think <laughs> yeah. this is this is in the top three <laughs> certainly I mean for the flop house I mean not all the movies we've watched in Personally, our personal yeah. lives yeah uh, okay so that was Mafia Mama what do we do next here Dan um let's do some ads why not you know what let's do them okay we, let's we can do make it. Hallie sit through them sure. <laughs> We'll try and make them fast, especially for Hallie. Hey, okay. you, you like— Because uh, remember like, how I stuck up for you? <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, Never forget you, it. You want to feel as good as— a real it, mafia mama there. Yeah. <laughs> you want to feel good. You want to feel like Hallie Hacklin stuck up for you. You want to get that kind of joy in your life? Maybe microdosing is the answer. Our show today is sponsored by— Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I say just the right amount of good, I'm saying that warm, warm feeling of friendship and appreciation that you get when Hallie Hagland tells Elliot to shut the fuck up for once (laughs) and be nice. Uh, If you want like a similar experience, but in like a microdose gummy form, (laughs) microdose gummies are available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code FLOP, that's F-L-O-P, to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that is microdose.com, code FLOP. You know, uh, the holidays are right around the corner and you're probably doing a little bit of gift shopping. And what kind of gift does everybody in the world need? Mm. That is right. People need a tushy home bidet so that their butts will stay nice and clean because everybody poops. That's a rule. That's one of the rules that, uh, one of the commandments. So, <laughs> yep. That's the second Thou commandment, the number two commandment. Yeah. Uh, First one hello, is everybody pees. Uh-huh. <laughs> hello, Tushy's Bidave uses a fresh stream of water that helps clean your butt two times better than wiping and helps provide poop. How part- do they calculate that? <laughs> you, measure, you measure how clean the, your, your butt is at the end of it. Feels easy to measure. Yeah, we're going to map it out. You put a grid over the butt area <laughs> and if there are any particles in any of the grids then- mm-hmm. there's a book bu- there's a book where they where they basically do that it's it's there was one amazing text on the design 
design of bathrooms. And uh-huh. it's page after page of mapping of like splashback and things like that and urine arc. And I used to have a copy of this book and I wish I still had it. I gave it to someone as a gift. And oh, Speaking of bathroom it. design, Hello Tushy bidets actually connect to your existing toilet. You don't have to rip that thing out and put in a whole new toilet. This goes on top it's of it. Very it's very easy great. to install. Very it's easy super to easy to install. Uh, I I have been a user for years. I love it. It is essential. Anytime I have to use a bathroom that does not have a tushy bidet, I am like, I wasted that. That is a wasted moment of my life. Uh, now I have to go find a shower real quick. Um, so oh. shop. Don't let him use your shower. This is just point right. Yeah, I wish I'd known before we watched that movie at my house. Uh, Sorry, (laughs) my children bathe in that shower. Okay, yeah. Spoiler: It wasn't your cat that made that mess. (laughs) So shop from your toilet this Brown Friday and save up to thirty percent on bidets and bundles for poop, Hallie. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay, visit visit hellotushy.com. HelloTushy.com forward slash flop and use promo code <laughs> flop, flop for 30%. No, no, flop, <laughs> like the name of the show. And use promo code flop for 30% off your first order. That's HelloTushy.com slash flop for 30% off now through November 25th. Now and forever. Yeah. Now and forever. Cats. Alive at the Winter Garden. <laughs> Cats in your toilet. Uh, I, uh, before we go on to the next, the next ad, I just want to say I'll also throw in a personal recommendation for the uh, Tushy Bidet, my family loves it. Okay, so guys, we've got some Flophouse-related announcements. Exciting, exciting, exciting. Flop TV continues apace. That's our online, live, but then recorded, broadcast, internet TV version of the Flophouse podcast. We, As we record this just days ago, we had our fourth episode, Over the Top. The video of that is online now for anyone who has a season pass ticket or is going to buy one. Our next episode is December 2nd, one day before my birthday. You better show up with a present. And we're going to be watching and talking about, that's right, Ballistic X versus Sefer, the movie that until I watch it, I refuse to believe is a real movie that exists. Just sounds like a collection of words I don't understand. Yeah, We may turn out to be maybe like the 20th through 22nd people who have ever seen this movie. It'll be exciting. So that's December 2nd, a Saturday, the first Saturday of the month at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Or if you can't make it for the live broadcast on Saturday, December 2nd at 9 p.m., your season pass or your ticket gets you access to the recording pretty much the next morning or later that night. Uh, But definitely by the next morning. That's theflophouse.simpleticks.com for tickets or season passes to Flop TV. But even more exciting than that, if it's even possible. Hey, you like watching the Flophouse on your computer. Would you like to watch us in person? in a room with you, sharing the same space. Well, guess what? If you live in one of a few places on the West Coast, you'll get that chance in January. That's right. In January 2024, the Flophouse is going on towards the 2024 tour. We're calling it Eras. And we're going (laughs) to a couple different cities on the West Coast. Sorry, East Coast. Uh, We can announce two of those dates right now on January 25th of next year. We're going to be at the Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon. That's right. Portland, Oregon, the City of Roses, will be there doing the Flophouse. That's at 8 p.m. on January 25th. For tickets, go to aladdin-theater.com. That's not the word dash, just the pronunciation. This is the punctuation, aladdin-theater.com. And then a few days later, January 28th at 7 p.m., we'll be at the Regent Theater in Los Angeles. If you missed our Vidiots Los Angeles show, get ready. We're going to be in Los Angeles again doing a different show. Not the same shows. So that's and this be will be a, downtown, where there's like parking garages and stuff. Yes, so it'll maybe be it'll be easier to park. for people it's, to 
it's a cooler place to be. Uh, it does smell bad, but you know, it's a, well, it, wait, it's what? I said, I don't know if it's a cooler place to be. It's not yeah, a cooler Vidius place to be, to be honest. It's pretty cool. It's pretty but cool. But the region is fine too. That go to regentdtla.com for tickets. That's January 28th at the Regent Theater. We haven't picked our movies yet. We do have some, uh, a surprise uh, special thing that we might be able to announce sometime in the future for one mm-hmm. of those shows. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we have uh, – we're going to pick those movies soon yeah. and let you know what they are. Let me say there's – yeah, there's going to be eventually four dates in this Flophouse West Coast tour. We can only announce two right now, but we wanted to give people the earliest possible chance for those two. Once there's all four, uh, you know, I'm going to construct an easy place where you can look at all that stuff together. Mm-hmm. Big promises coming from Dan McCoy. <laughs> hey, I hey, do these Hallie, things. I just Hallie sometimes forget them. That's the problem. Hey, Stuart. <laughs> yes? Leave yep. Dan alone. Yeah. Yes, mom, really mama. You mess with Dan, you mess with me. That's what Hallie says. <laughs> yeah, go on, kid. <laughs> you come after Dan. You come after me. That's what it is, come after. Okay, uh, I also, uh, guys, step to the, step aside from it. I have some okay. non-flop house news that I wanted to share uh, that I'm going to be cheating on the Flophouse boys next year doing another podcast that I'm going to mention real quick. Uh, I didn't want you to find out this way, but it is the way I'm telling you. Uh, I am going to be teaming up next year for a podcast with 99% Visible Zone Roman Mars. We're going to do a monthly podcast celebrating the 50th anniversary of one of my favorite books, probably my favorite book of all time, The Power Broker by Robert Caro. His immortal masterpiece of political biography and municipal apocalypse. Uh, We're going to be walking through the book all year Get yourself a copy. Read along with us. It's going to be really fun. We're going to have celebrity interviews, things like that. There should be a kind of introductory episode coming out in December, and then it's going to be all through 2024 for the 50th anniversary. I don't have the title of that podcast yet, but when we do have it, I'll give it to you. So that's a lot of me promising titles. Shower broker. Shower broker. You could do it in the shower. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll podcast in the shower. It'll probably ruin my equipment. I saw a screenshot of you and Roman talking to Conan O'Brien. Yep. That was did on you the mention internet. me? Did I mention what? I was a big fan of Conan O'Brien growing up. I, did you mention yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you mention I almost did, to be honest, but oh. I didn't. Instead, I mentioned Matt O'Brien, uh, someone uh, that we both know in common. Yeah. Uh, a long did you time. know he's working at The Daily Show again? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll have to get in touch with him. So a longtime Conan writer uh, and uh, and former Daily Show coworker of me, of mine, Matt O'Brien. But that's but we interviewed Conan O'Brien. We're going to interview celebrities and stuff like but that. But my name was on the tip of his tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one last thing, uh, I'll remind people that my uh, Disney Villains Hades comics miniseries is out in stores now from Dynamite Comics. And that's all the ads that we have this week. Have you ever wanted to know the sad lore behind Chuck E. Cheese's love of birthday parties? Or my Saturday mornings were reserved for cartoons? Or have you wanted to know how beloved virtual pet site Neopets fell into the hands of Scientologists? Or how a former Mattel employee managed to grow Sega into a video game powerhouse? Join us, hosts Austin and Brenda, and learn all of these things and more at Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries, now on Maximum Fun. I'm Yucky Jessica. I'm Chuck Crudsworth. And this is Terrible. A podcast where we talk about things we hate that are awful. Today we're discussing Wonderful, a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Hosts Rachel and Griffin McElroy, a real-life married couple. Yeah. 
book discuss a wide range of topics. Music, video games, poetry, snacks. But I hate all that stuff. I know you do, Yucky Jessica. It comes out every Wednesday, the worst day of the week, wherever you download your podcasts. For our next topic, we're talking Fiona the baby hippo from the Cincinnati Zoo. I hate this little hippo. Well, then let us move on to letters from listeners like you who are listening to the Flophouse podcast right now. Hi, I'm talking to you. It's me, Dan McCoy, talking directly to you, the listener. Hi there. No, not not you. That the you in the red. Yeah. How you doing? Anyway, if you're Dan, one of the I'm so listeners. proud of the way that you have learned how to waste time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Elliot. That's how you talk to your friend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It makes me it, it makes me very proud. Yeah. Uh anyway, letters from listeners. The first one is from uh Luke last name withheld, who did the over the top slash over the flop art that we used for oh, most recent cool. flop house. If you uh, were in the waiting flop room TV show. Yeah. The last episode of Flop TV, you saw it. It was great. It was a great mock-up poster. Uh, my fa- my favorite part of it was how he changed the slogan. The tagline over the top was like some some fight for what was it some fight for uh mon- some fight for some uh, for victory some for money. He's fighting for his son's money. <laughs> 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 Something like that. That's great. Uh, yeah. So this is from uh Luke. Last name withheld. Uh, over the flop. Uh, hey there. Long time, first time, etc. I've listened to you chuckleheads for a while, but only recently subscribed to your YouTube channel. Today, the algorithm decided that since I like your channel, I might also like Wood Talk, which as far as I can tell, only has in common with your show that it is three guys with cartoon avatars talking about something. I guess I should ask a related question. So, what's your favorite use of wood in a movie? You have to answer because I finally joined Max Fun this week. You owe me, damn it. Luke, last name withheld. We do What's owe your him favorite, damn it. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Use of wood in a movie. <laughs> I th- I've got an answer for that. I think mm. uh, so. This I don't know if it's really my favorite, but it's the first one that comes to mind. Is there's a moment in the movie Horse Feathers, the Marx Brothers movie, where Harpo and Chico have been tied up and kidnapped in a room, and they get out by each. They each have a saw in their hands, and they saw through the wooden floor in a circle around themselves, so that they then fall through the floor, through the ceiling of the of the room below them, and are immediately captured again. And I just think it's very funny the way that they're do- in another comedy movie. The characters would do this unknowingly, like ignorantly, unknowing that they are about to fall down. But it is clear from the looks on their faces that Chico and Harpo are very well aware that they are about to fall through the ceiling <laughs> of the room below them. And they're doing it just for the sheer insanity of, of wanting to escape that way. Yeah. Uh, you know what I just thought of uh, that I'll throw in here? The film Walking Tall, the exploitation oh. movie with Joe Don mm-hmm. Baker. Yeah, he's where, a big stick in that. Yeah, yeah, he just carries around a plank and that's how he fights crime. <laughs> With a big piece of wood. Mm-hmm. Also, let's not forget the movie Ed Wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen so, it. Is it about wood? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about uh, what is. about the movie Mr. Woodcock? Is that uh, about wood? Yeah, I think well, so. It's about and a woodcock. I, I heard there was a movie where Holly would if she could. Uh, so is that something Sounds wood? great. Uh, yeah. Like Place Beyond the Pines. Do we see the pines in Very that? briefly. <laughs> because we're really going to the place beyond them. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Howell, not, what about you? But there the could pines. be no place beyond the pines if there weren't pines to begin with. 
Thank you. It helps center us. I'm going to, with with Luke's uh, forbearance, hopefully, I'm going to expand the question to any type of construction or building material (laughs) seen in a movie. Uh, This was tough. I mean, I felt like the obvious one was the stake in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. But then I was trying to remember, wasn't there a thing in Father of the Bride where he, like, builds a gazebo for her? Or did I I make that up? No, I think they do. Either That's like one of his one. big things. Yeah. He wants to finish this gazebo. Yeah. Um, or I was thinking about in uh, My Girl when there's a there's a beehive in a mm-hmm. tree. <laughs> Trees uh, are made of wood. Fair, yeah. I'll yeah. allow it. Yeah, that. or uh, in Midsummer where they, uh, spoiler alert, set a bunch of wood on fire. <laughs> in Wicker Man, they do the same thing. They also set a bunch of, I guess it's Wicker. Uh, Guys... I, got, I I love a gazebo. Whoa, I thought there was a new person on the podcast. Yeah, Your voice yeah. sounded crazy. You love a gazebo. Dan, you should try and get on an episode of Catfish because they always meet people in gazebos <laughs> in public yeah. parks. Yeah, they I do. Just, you know, That's you want to be for. outdoors, but you also want a roof. A gazebo is one of your top ways. Uh, oh, top Also, yeah, like absolutely. Dan's never been on an episode of Catfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, Hallie. This is- Talk to yourself about being mean to Dan. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, be the change like, you want to see in like, the world. I feel like of the three of us, do you, Dan, do you think you're the most likely to get catfished, or is it me? Because like, uh, I'm such an optimistic romantic, I could always get suckered. Yeah, I mean, well, we're obviously removing ourselves from our current relationship. No, you guys are talking about like no, in the world right of now. yeah, you being you're married, married yeah. you're both yeah, married. Yeah, I, I, I think my catfish being catfished days risks. Been, being, the risk has risk gone down. Catfish, you think? Those yeah. days are over. I think. Yeah, that's mm. what the that's what the insurance. Some might call saying. you a uh, catfish out of water, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, let's that's move why on she's to the star of the show. <laughs> the next letter. It's from Chris, last name withheld. Who writes? Howdy. A couple oh, a of episodes of ago, <laughs> Stuart mentioned he was Aww. reading romance novels right now, and I'd love his recommendations or thoughts on any compelling ones he or the other floppers have read. I primarily read sci-fi and fantasy novels, but I've been trying to find something that my wife and I could both listen to while we are in the car together. She unfortunately does not like podcasts, and music makes me sleepy while driving. Thanks. Chris. I don't think they should be listening to romance novels together in the car. Oh, you're you don't want things to get too lead. sexy when you're in the car. It's uh-huh. not safe. No, unless you pull over to the side of the road. Well, you guys promise me that you'll pull <laughs> yeah. over to the side of the road. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what, that's what, because nobody's saying anything unless exciting. you promise. That's what the phrase safe sex means, is that you pull <laughs> yeah. over to the side of the road. <laughs> but you keep your seatbelt on. Yes, yes. Because mm-hmm. someone could hit mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sideswipe. <laughs> So you might get rear-ended and not the way yeah. that you want. You mm-hmm. might get rear-ended while you're getting rear-ended. <laughs> I think I I think I implied <laughs> that play on words. <laughs> uh, yeah, unless of course you're like Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson in the movie The Chase, where they don't have the opportunity to pull over because they're being chased That's like possible. the title of the yeah. movie. Yeah, or, but, or, still or have to get but the erotic tension has gotten so so much that they, they must can't, of course they can't not do it only or if your only fans fans have requested that you do it what in a tesla self driving car that's the other mm. the other way, way that people are doing it yeah your yeah. your only fans subs are making that request i don't know as long as it's not, i don't think you're allowed to do it in uh, in public anymore i think that's one of their uh, restraints but uh, i don't i don't read the fine print um okay so <laughs> let's see uh I love how you tried to play off like you weren't well aware of the <laughs> i don't only know all the rules <laughs> 
The thing is, my love of rules goes way back. Whether it's board games, whether it's website documents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the guy. He he, Terms, he often says he goes. I just watch porn conditions. for the rules. Yep. <laughs> Uh, rules are important, guys. Uh, I don't know. I, I've only just started reading romance novels. The most recent one I read had the, I would say, somewhat ridiculous title, The Kiss Quotient, about an autistic woman KQ. who, uh, an autistic woman who, in order to uh, become more experienced, starts dating a, or starts seeing a male escort and... You know, things get a little bit hot and heavy, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but I, you know, it was cute and hot and fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just starting out. So honestly, I could use your recommendations, please, listeners. I have a feeling that a few of uh, our listeners probably could recommend some, and uh, or will just tell me to go to that. There's like a new romance novel specific bookstore that opened up in Park Slope. Mm. Called uh, what? The Ripped Bodice, I think, is the name of it. Oh yeah, I've heard wow. of that store. Yeah. Yeah. So it's maybe great I'll the just bookstores are doing so well that they can be that niche. Often, mm-hmm. oftentimes, it, I think the nicheness helps mm. because yeah. the bookstore yeah. has like an identity that people go to it for. That's you know? true. Like, because there's stores that cater just to comic books, guys. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> just there aren't comic that books. many nerds in the world. <laughs> huh? And in addition to comic books, they sell little statues of comic book characters. Yeah, for what reason would one own buy. one of these things? I mean, I don't know. I'm still learning. I'm guessing uh, so they, when they're reading the comic book, they can look over to their shelf sure. and see like a little physical I a three-dimensional representation yes. of this and so they can can understand say, how it moves they can through say, space. Did you really do this? <laughs> Is this for real? Is that you? Look, yeah, you hold up the book. You're like, I'm reading about you right you now. You hold up the figure and you hold it to the page and you're like, yeah, about the same size as the drawing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Make Accurate. him kiss himself. And, yeah, yeah, sure. I guess this fellow uh, Walt Simonson did a good job capturing your likeness. I had to get a little Thor and a little Thor comic so I could pretend the comic book page was a mirror and Thor is looking at himself in it while he's getting ready in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, there's a problem of infinite regress where I had to get a smaller Thor holding a smaller comic. Dan, telling me to read Infinite Regress by David Foster Wallace and I will not read it. I'm sorry. Uh... So I hope that answered your question. And now we're moving on <laughs> <laughs> to uh, recommendations, uh, movies to watch. Uh, normally, other than Mafia Mama, but in my case, I'm going to recommend a unchallenging double feature that Audrey and I stumbled upon. <laughs> before we watched Mafia Mama, sorry, before we watched Mafia Mama, we watched Mafia Marbles. A Haunting in Venice, and it was a an interesting Italy double feature, and uh, mm-hmm. it was Double pointed out. Feature. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's two sides of the same coin. Like, um, A Haunting in Venice is, like, over-serious to the point of being kind of funny and uh, and dark, and this is, like, sun-drenched, Mafia Mama's sun-drenched Italy uh, all it's, wackiness. It's so funny, it becomes a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, I have not liked the other Hercule Poirot, uh, Kenneth Branagh movies. And this one I only kind of liked and liked mostly as a double feature with Mafia Mama. I think it's kind of a Strong fun— Strong recommendation. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> I know for a fact there are other listeners out there that would be like, oh, yeah, that does sound fun. <laughs> so— for those uh, listeners, uh, Haunting in Venice, I, uh, it it is stronger than the other movies 
by virtue of it doesn't have like ugly CGI train or Nile River. It is shot in a combination of real locations in Venice, sound stages, and with a little like than digital augmentation for things. Real and ghosts. They brought real ghosts uh, in. For got real. And yeah. they, they got Army Hammer to come back, right? Well, you can't uh, cast nope. a normal person as a regular ghost these days. <laughs> no, you can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'll get, you'll get canceled. Yeah, you'll get canceled. <laughs> but exactly. um, I, I made this comparison on Letterboxd and then I discovered that like dozens of other people have, but it feels like like a really high-toned episode of Scooby-Doo uh, mm-hmm. in a way that made it like a lot more just like Fun and campy than some of the other ones have been. Because so, the Harlem Globetrotters showed up. <laughs> yeah. So I say. Yeah, Sonny and Cher had a song in the middle. Uh, my recommendation awesome. is the double feature of Haunting in Venice and Mafia Mama. Man, that's, that's a strong double feature. Uh, I'm going to recommend a horror movie because we're just getting out of spooky season. Uh, I'm recommending the latest movie by director Joe Lynch called Suitable Flesh, oh, starring Friend of the Podcast. Barbara Crampton, she is great. Uh, Barbara Crampton and Heather Graham are both in it, and it is a like a modern uh, take on the thing at the doorstep story. Um, and it's also the whole movie is kind of a love letter to the Stuart Gordon H.P. Lovecraft uh, a Lovecraft movies. letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, Lovecraft services. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Before he started writing horror stories, puns, he, was, he was the caterer with Lovecraft Services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, uh, what what do we serve? Uh, no, it's, it's indescribable. <laughs> the food that we serve is indescribable. It's, yeah. It's, I, I can't. I can't tell you about it. I can't. Uh, it's, it's Cyclopean. Is that a way you can describe food? Mm-hmm. Well, if you need me, I'm going to be over at Lovecrafty for a moment, getting a snack, and I'll be right back. He's like the the polyps are flying out the door. Um, okay, so uh, it is uh, it is a uh, it's a horror movie. It's a little bit gross and campy and like weirdly horny, uh, and it's fun. So if you're looking for like a fun kind of gross uh, like horror movie night, uh, suitable flesh is is a good time. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie that uh, I think has been playing festivals. I don't know if it's in theaters yet, but uh, it's a movie called Property, written and directed by Daniel Bandera. It's from Brazil. It's a movie that uh, I think they made last year, but it's been playing different festivals and things. And it is a super tense, uh, kind of suspenseful thriller. Uh, This woman who is the survivor of a kind of kidnapping attempt and has been um, kind of like afraid to go outside, kind of a shut-in since then, afraid to go outside. Her and her husband go to the estate that he inherited. Uh, unfortunately, they're arriving on the day that everyone who works on the estate is being told, the estate's being sold and you're all going to lose your houses and you're all going to leave. And But first you have to pay back the overseer the money that you owe them. And they and things spiral out of control as they try to take control of the place and the, and the wife um, is trying to defend herself from them. And one of the things that's great about it is it was it's super suspenseful, but there's like no, or there's, there's very little of like, any kind of bad guy characters. There are people who are not as nice as other people, but everyone kind of has a point of view to what they're doing. And you just see these people getting into, getting themselves into worse and worse trouble because they're all part of this system that has given some people everything and some people nothing. And I thought it was really good. So that's property. 
Well, I guess I'll recommend the only movie I've seen besides Mafia Mama in the last, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, however long. Um, because you're recently, a real-life mama? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, recently I was listening to another Maximum Fun podcast, Baby Geniuses, and Lisa Hanawalt mentioned how um, You Can Count on Me is a perfect screenplay. And I thought to myself— mm. Hey, I wish I could do that. I'll take a read. So I read it. I remember, I'd never actually saw this movie when I was younger, but I remember my mom always had the CD for the soundtrack in her car. Mm. Um, So that's a little piece of my history. (laughs) Anyway, I watched the movie and it is so good. Uh, I feel like it's the best thing I've seen by Kenneth Lonergan and— he get like it's so understated. Mm-hmm. He gets so you know Manchester by the Sea was obviously a real tearjerker, but I mean it's have you so seen Margaret track? No, Margaret. I the the longer cut of Margaret is great. Also, really, yeah, okay. But it's but, uh, very but, hard to get your hands. I've been like I've been wanting to see that for a while. And like, oh, it I was on. Uh, I think it was on Criterion Channel for a while. Oh, really? Was, there, there was not. There was some streaming service where they had the longer version of it. it may not. Be up there still, but but if you can yeah. find it, the long the three hour cut of of Margaret is very good. But you can count on me is great. When I went when I was at here's a little piece of my personal history. When I was at NYU in the dramatic writing program, that was the movie that like everyone was talking about. You know, it was a recent thing. Lonergan I think was an alum of the program, and they were like, "This is what you can be capable of." And none of us produced anything anywhere near as good as that. Yeah. <laughs> But other, the other the other movies they're always telling us to watch were Chinatown and Tootsie. And like Tootsie is not very good. Uh, but yeah. You Can Count on Me is very good. Yeah. This, it was really good. Check it out. Check it out. Four recommendations. Yeah. Five if you consider Mafia Mama, which I yep. do. <laughs> uh, before we sign off, uh, I don't know, Hal. Is there any place that you want people to find you, or do you, are you hiding out? Or? You want to say your address on, on the podcast? <laughs> do you want us to talk mm-hmm. to you? What's your favorite <laughs> restaurant? No, is, there, is there anything you want to say before we go? Uh, is there a, is there a place that you hang out with your children that you like people to come up and say hello to you? Uh, mm-hmm. Just my home, which is, is no. <laughs> is there a part of your child that you held on to while dipping them in the river sticks, which makes them almost completely invulnerable except for one small part? Yeah, yeah. People should know. People should know that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially your enemies. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, I my my I got a newsletter, yeah. folks. Oh, yeah, Substack. you got your Substack. Yeah, check Hallie out my has, Substack. Hallie has a Substack newsletter, which is phenomenal. Oh. It's so well written. It's so funny. It's so honest and like heartbreaking and it's so honest sometimes. Yeah. I'm worried about my friend sometimes. I'm like, is Hallie okay? But at the same is that time, too real for you. At the same time, it's, but at the same time, it's very funny. And so, what's the name of your Substack? It's called "That Hurts My Feelings." Not to be confused with "You Hurt My Feelings," starring Tony Collette. You know, but it's uh. called "That Hurts My Feelings." Right. And the uh, it's I I as a reader, I love it. I'm always excited to see it, and then I feel bad for Hallie because I'm like, oh no, she's going through some rough stuff. Hey, we're all going. That's the point. We're all going mm-hmm. through rough stuff, guys. Yeah. I see yeah, you. Yeah. You see am, me. Am I a book mm-hmm. of saw? Because I'm spiraling. <laughs> <laughs> but that is yeah. You should Beautiful. if you haven't if you haven't checked out Hallie's Substack, you should. It's really fantastic. Thanks. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I know. I yeah. Co-signed. Um, and also uh, check out MaximumFun.org for other great podcasts on our network. Uh, look up Howell Doughty or Lydia Burrell or 
Alexander Smith. Uh, you decide what the real name is there. He's our producer. He does a great job He's for us. He's the best. Um, and uh, just thank you for listening. For the Flophouse, I've been Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Ellie Kalen. I'm Hallie Hagland. Okay, bye. bye. See you in the funny pages. <laughs> I'm so surprised you didn't say ciao. <laughs> what do we got? Mafia Mama? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Let's just roll right into it, shall we? <laughs> Sorry. Earned. I'm just making myself laugh. I'm sorry. He's just having a good time, okay? Everybody? Yeah, I'm having, I'm, I'm yeah having is that a, a crime time. now? Yeah, yeah. apparently I'm just in Joe Biden's America. <laughs> wow. Trenchant. Okay. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> That's what the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what they say. Yeah. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network. Of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.